Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, opening the cereal box of chat, pouring out the crispity, crunchy segments of humour, pouring over the ice-cold milk of the internet, getting the spoon of um, podcasting, eating it, eat, eating it all up. I said segments and it threw me, James. I don't know what... Oh, flakes. I should have said flakes. Crispity as well, you said. I loved it. Crispity crunchity. Crispity crunchity. That was Ed Gamble there. Give him one of his signature intros. My name is James Acaster. Together, we own a dream restaurant. Heads to the maitre d'. I'm a genie waiter. And we invite a guest in every single week to tell us their dream menu, their dream starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week, our guest is... Nadia Hussain! Nadia Wonderful cook, baker, presenter, uh, broadcaster, winner of Bake Off. She's brilliant. She's written books. She's got a new range coming out, a new collab. A fancy collab with prestige yeah. of cookware. Very excited to have her on. Uh, one of my favourite Bake Off contestants ever and has gone on to do mm-hmm. so many wonderful things. I've also I've loved seeing her be interviewed in the past. And so I know that this is going to be a fun one. However, Ed, mm. there is a secret ingredient mm. that if, if Nadia says it, we are going to chuck her out of the restaurant. And I'm sorry about that. Yes, unfortunately. And I believe you have a secret ingredient, uh, James, this week, uh, which has been suggested by a listener called Francis Bell. Yes, Francis Bell suggested matcha. Ding dong, ding dong, matcha. Now listen, ding dong, ding dong, matcha. I like it in certain contexts. Obviously, mm. we've gone on loads about the French toast at Chac you and the matcha green tea yeah. ice cream that goes mm-hmm. with it. So... Obviously, I like it as a flavour, broadly speaking. However, I do understand how some people might not like it. I will allow it as a secret ingredient, even though I usually yeah. like it. Well, look, here's what I'd say. Here's how I'd justify it. I do like a cup of matcha tea. I love that. I think it's delicious. Yeah. I don't really like tea. Matcha is probably my go-to yeah. lovely tea with the powder and stuff. Great. 
Love it in desserts, obviously. Don't mind matcha in chocolate-based mm-hmm. things. Here's what I'd say. Every time whiteys get their hand on something from another country mm-hmm. and they get obsessed with it, it goes in everything. So there's, like, matcha beer. There's matcha, There's all sorts of matcha mm-hmm. things that we don't need, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop getting... It's it's these trends. People hop on them and then they, bur- they burn out on them. Maybe we should make matcha beer the secret ingredient so that it's something we don't like as well as Francis Bell. All right, okay, matcha beer, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, matcha beer. Francis Bell's happy, we're happy. Yeah. Ding dong, ding, ding dong. dong. Ding, oh, ding, I, dong. I, I now understand why you said ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> I didn't know that before. I was like, well, whatever he's done there with the matcha thing, probably something to do with matcha, I don't understand it. It's because Francis Bell, ding dong, ding dong. But that's what a great friend and broadcaster, and yes, Andy, you are, you just went, you didn't go, Ed, why are you saying ding dong, ding dong? You were like, Ed's fine, Ed's saying ding dong, ding dong, best not question it. And There'll be a reason for yeah. it, and I'll probably discover it later. Just parroted it back back at you, just said, ding dong, ding dong, yeah. matcha. Ding dong, ding and dong. And then that was it. Yeah. Um, you're on tour? Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Electric. Uh, I'm on tour, I'm doing my show, Electric. Uh, it's going very well so far. I'd love you to come and see it. If you live uh, near any of the places that I still have to come, if you go on to edgamble.co.uk, you'll be able to get tickets for it. Thank you. Also, I have a book coming out in the summer. Uh, yes. And uh, you can pre-order it now. It's called James A. Castle's Guide to Quitting Social Media, Being the Best You You Can Be and Curing Yourself of Loneliness, Volume 1. It is yeah. all about how I gave up social media and how you can as well. And if you think that sounds a bit serious, let me reassure you now, it's the stupidest book I've ever written and it is not at all serious. You released a very nice trailer for it. Thank you. Uh, which you had to beg all of your friends on social yes. media to tweet because you left social media yes. and you've written a book about how great it is to leave social media, but you need social media to promote the book. Yeah. Let me assure you, Ed, we're going to go big on social media with this one. We are going to promote it as much as possible on there. I tweeted uh, the video from my Twitter account, and it got me a lot of traffic. Yeah? I think we hit 200 retweets, so... Oh, yes. We're going to go viral with this book, and you can all quit social media together. Yes. And then do come and see me on tour, though. Yes. More important. Go see Ed on tour. I can't wait to read your book, though, James. And I say when I say read, I mean listen to... Yes, the audio book, yes. You're a big boy now. It's 2022. Yeah. I'm not sitting down with a book and using my eyes. No, if we release this podcast as a book, no one would read it. But it's in everyone's ears every week and they absolutely love it. Soon, James. Audiobooks will be too much for people and they'll have to take novels like a pill. (laughs) Well, anyway. Ed's blown my mind there with that one. Without further ado, this is the off-menu menu. menu. Welcome, Nadia, to the Dream Restaurant. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Welcome, Nadia Hussein, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Here we go. Well, thank you very much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Very exciting. This is... Yeah. Actually, I was going to say the first Bake Off winner we've ever had, but we had Michelle goddamn Keegan on, so that's... Yeah. Okay. But that's not a real Bake Off winner. No, the first proper Bake Off winner we've had, not that celebrity tosh, Nadia. (laughs) Well, thank you. Listen, anywhere where there's food, I am happy to be there. This is exactly the attitude we require in the Dream Restaurant. You wouldn't believe the amount of people we've had on who just are eating absolute nonsense, who are just eating to survive. And that's not what it's about, is it, Nadia? You say say that, like, we grew up in a house where food is a big deal. You know, my mum's an amazing cook. And it's one of those, she's one of those cooks who doesn't really realise that she could cook with her hands tied behind her back and her eyes closed. But she doesn't realise that she's that good. And dad worked in restaurants. So, you know, food has been a huge part of my, from the, for as long as I can remember, it's always been about food. And I have a sister who basically lives on 
coffee and toffee crisp. I can't understand. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, you know, like if there's a joyless eating and, and she just, it's like, oh, I love a toffee crisp. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Mm, you know what, why is it specifically toffee has it always been toffee crisp that she's obsessed with yeah it's always been toffee crisp but, but she, she comes around like she was around mine yesterday in her dressing gown and she sat there and I was like do you want something to eat and she's like no I'm like I don't even like you anymore like what is that yeah. like you know like if somebody says do you want to eat something I'm like yes mm-hmm. like I'm not even hungry but I'm like yes go on what do you have on offer like I'm interested yeah and don't get me wrong, I don't dislike people who don't like food, but I also dislike people who don't like food. Yes. I can't quite explain it. Do you feel like they're rejecting your love? I mean, it could be as deep as that. Yeah. I just, it could <laughs> be as question. deep as that. Big question that is. <laughs> but I'm a feeder. like, And I love, I always have food knocking around the house. There's always something in the fridge. There's always something in Tupperware. There's cake. There's always something knocking around. And like, even if I haven't got loads of stuff in, I've got stuff in the freezer, whether it's brownies, cake, you name it, I have something in the freezer. I'm like, do you want something? She's like, nah. She's too controlled, you see. Mm, She's too controlled. And I have zero control around food, so it doesn't work for me. I I have a couple of questions popping up from that. Yeah. Firstly, did she bring her dressing gown with her and then as soon as she arrived, get into her dressing gown straight away? Or did she have a dressing gown at your house that she gets into, like her dressing gown? Oh, no, no, she drove from her house in her dressing gown and slippers. <laughs> okay. I love it. Yeah, she lives around the corner, so she, she, she literally knock-knock. I was like, oh, gosh, she's at the door. Love her. My other sister loves food, so when she comes around, I'm like, hey, she's like, what have you got? Um, that's it, she just gets in the fridge, she gets in the cupboards. What have you got? And I love that. There's a joy around eating and feeding and, and that I, I really, really love. But I, I do push. I, like, I'm like i a food pusher, even though, like, I have toffee crisps for her. But I have them. I don't, that's yeah. not the first thing I offer her. I'm like, do you want this? Do you want that? She's like, just leave me alone. She hates it. She hates it. She gets quite irate about it. Where are you here age-wise? Are you the oldest sister, the youngest, the middle one? No, I'm one of six. So uh-huh. I sit in the middle. I'm number three of six, uh-huh. and I have two older sisters, and I have three younger siblings. So so these yeah. ones that you're talking about at the minute, are they younger or older than you? Oh, no, she's the eldest. Like, my eldest sister mm. is the one that does... She loves a toffee crisp and a coffee. And, like, she's mm. the eldest, so she's... In, in terms of hierarchy, I can't really say very much to her. Like, it's all in secret WhatsApp groups that I can talk about her, but not to her face. She'll probably tell you that this this podcast isn't secret, just so you yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. There is that. I don't need much probing. I'm just saying, like, I can, I'll just, like, speak. I will just say stuff. Hopefully she doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird chocolate bar to be your favourite as well, because, I, I mean, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, it's one of the worst chocolate bars, the Toffee Crisp. Well, it's quite nice. I mean, it's okay on occasion. It's not one that I would revisit every day. No. It's a bit cereally, mm-hmm. you know? It's a bit preschool. It doesn't have enough of anything for it to warrant as the kind of bar that you would... Like, revisit. Yeah, your go-to bar, yeah. Also, I bet you can make a really nice version of it. Have you tried doing that Mm. for your sister? Have you tried making a sort of pimped-up toffee crisp? No, she's just... Yeah, she's not a big eater. If she ate yesterday, then she'll come in and say, yeah, I ate so much yesterday. I'm not that hungry today. And that's it. Like, she will... That's her first thing when she comes in. She's like, yeah, I'm not hungry. Because she knows I'll just push. No, I haven't made a toffee... Maybe this year I will make her a toffee crisp... No, let's not encourage the toffee crisp. Stop. <laughs> Stop encouraging toffee crisp. We're trying to put other foods in her repertoire apart from toffee crisp. Please. Sure. You could twist it. You could say this is a toffee crisp cake and you could put another little flavour in there and just introduce mm. it bit by bit. No, see, when she loves simple things. And a lot of my family members, they love simple things. Whenever I bake them cakes, it's usually 
cake, fresh fruit, cream, maybe at a push. Mm-hmm. Like they don't do things like cardamom and lemon and they don't, they don't like flavor really in mm-hmm. cake. So they just like really simple things. And so when I bake them cake, sometimes I might put a little bit of, I don't know, some mixed spice in there or throw a bit of cardamom in, uh, some orange, whatever. I might add something and often a lot of them will eat it and say, oh, you've done that whole bakey thing again. I'm like, what flavor? <laughs> yeah. Like just because it's not like a plain cake and some cream or maybe some fruit. They're like, oh no, you've done that whole work thing again. I'm like, you know, it's called cake. And it's like, you can put other things in cake. My mom's like, hmm. And she put vanilla. She can't say vanilla because there's no V in the Bengali language. So she said, have you put the vanilla in? And I'm like, no, mom, I haven't. And I'm like, yes, I have. And she's like, yeah. I can taste the vanilla. I can taste it. <laughs> my family are not great to test recipes on, but like my kids love it. Husband loves it. My brother, really adventurous. So anything I make and put in front of him, he will always give it a good go. So apart from one, you know, there's always one disappointment in the family, yeah, yeah. isn't there? There's always one disappointment, let's face it. But yeah, the rest of them will try everything. My wife's granddad uh, hates garlic. He says, I hate garlic. What? I don't know why put, people put it in food. I absolutely hate garlic. And then what will happen is my mother-in-law, when she cooks for him, she'll just put garlic in anyway, and he'll go, oh, this is delicious. There's something in this. There's something There's something different in this flavour, and I absolutely love it, but you can't tell them it's garlic because then they'll go, no, I don't like it. Yeah, that's it. The second they hear that it's something yeah. that they don't like, that'll be it. That's so bizarre, isn't it? But he actually yeah. really likes the flavour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just adds depth of flavour. There's something in there that's a little bit different. It's lovely. Oh, see? I got a new salt grinder for Christmas that has chilli and garlic in it, and it does all of it at once. And I think... It's my favourite thing at the moment. It's like that, a Christmas present. Yeah, a little Christmas present. is in my stocking, actually. Cute, cute. I love it. I love it. So, it's like, it's such a simple thing and such a common thing. But but yeah, when I'm using it, I'm like, this has changed my life. I feel like I'm saving time. I'm like, this is great. I don't have to chop up the chillies and do the garlic. Although I kind of still am adding it to stuff that I've already chopped up chillies and chopped up garlic into. And I'm just using that and making it extra chilli, extra garlic. But it's great. It just, just makes me feel good. Well, that's what my husband does. He's got like a selection of grinders, some with some mixed herbs and yeah. different types of black pepper, pink pepper mixed, yeah. you know, peppercorns, mm. one with chilli and garlic. And he's quite enthusiastic when yeah. when grinding his thing. Uh, but he doesn't cook. Cannot cook to save his life. Something about that makes him feel really, really useful. We're talking about cooking. I'd love to bring up your new range, Nadia, that of, yes. of cookware that you're doing with Prestige. Nadia yes. saying X Prestige. That's the sort of fashionable thing to do now. You put an X in the middle and it shows a collab. Sort of musicians could collaborate that, is, isn't it? That's, that's <laughs> <Yeah. probably> like... <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's almost as cool as that. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty rock and roll for me <laughs> to be able to have my own range. Like For me, it was one of those things. It was a long time coming, but I really wanted to work with somebody, you know, with a company that I respect, a company that I've used through the years. And, you know, working with Prestige is about longevity. You know, they've been around for years and years. And it's kind of the stuff that I saw my grandma used to have, uh, the, you know, the pressure cookers and things like that. So it's stuff that I remember. And, you know, for me, it's a complete honor to work with somebody who I've known for such a long time. It was creating all the little bits that I know I'll use in my house. And that's what I loved about creating the range is just because it's stuff that I use around the house. Now, lots of people ask me, like, is it going to make me a great cook? Now, I can't promise that. Like, I can't <laughs> promise that it's going to make you a fantastic cook. But it is reliable and, you know, it, there's there's little details about the range that I've created to kind of 
give you that helping hand in the kitchen. So, yeah, pretty proud of that. Do you think your husband will be doing a collaboration on some grinders perhaps in the future? Oh, yeah. Who knows? I mean, when this gets out, when this gets out, it could happen, couldn't it? Very <laughs> unlikely he'll do anything kitchen related. The last time he cooked, he forgot about the boiled eggs and then couldn't find them and found that they were what? lodged in the ceiling. <laughs> what? Yeah, so where he'd boil the eggs, the water had evaporated and obviously they were just bouncing around in a dry pan and they had nowhere to go. And then he'd forgotten that he's put these eggs on boil and here's this loud crash and all four eggs are in the ceiling. And the ce- <laughs> like literally attached to the ceiling. Um, and I come in from work and I'm like, what, he's up there with the with the kind of like wallpaper scraper thing yeah, and, and trying to take bits off. I said, what, what have you, what have you done? He's like, nothing. And I kid you not, he'd got the paint out and everything ready to disguise the fact that we had eggs on it. I was like, Oh my God. Is that eggshell? He's like, yeah. I said, just don't cook. Just don't go in the kitchen. Like don't. Yeah. I would say sometimes when people say like, you know, oh, they're a bad cook. So I forbid them from cooking. I always feel like it's a bit harsh, but if he, overboiled the eggs to the point where they bounced up into the ceiling i think it's fine yeah. to say he can't cook anymore I mean, congrats on the range sounds great and is it good to know like there's been a lot of winners of bake-off over the years but you're ba- essentially the champion of champions and you've done the best out of all of them do you do you, do you remind yourself of that sometimes that they're all a bunch everyone else who won it is actually a loser because you have, have, have done much better than them and now you have your own range years after being on bake-off and they've done nothing well i mean if you if you'd asked me that and i was like seven i might say yay you know like i might agree with you but like being a grown-up i perhaps can't say that but i mean if you want to say it you can yeah, say you it. Feel it yeah you feel it yeah feel it in your heart maybe now that you've said it now you've like planted the seed yeah you said it james nadi's not yeah. agreeing she's just she can bask in it just, but she's not agreeing yeah yeah i'm not agreeing but i am basking in the glory yeah. of it yeah. i i'm happy that you feel my joy yeah and that's enough for me yes <laughs> yeah. that was good. my grown-up answer perfect very, very diplomatic. good <laughs> still or sparkling water you are going to hate me. Everyone in the world is going to hate me for this. So yeah. I really like tepid, warm, still water. Ah, warm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like an elderly person. Yeah, my mm. grandma used to drink that. She used to have, yeah. to have to have a mug of hot water in the morning. Yeah, I'm like, in the morning, the first thing I drink is hot water. So I drink warm water. And even, I mean, not even warm. I, I like it when it's just been sat out. And you know when it's just, yeah, you know when it's been sat out and like the kids haven't drank a glass of water and it's like bubbly around the side? Oh. I'll happily yeah. drink that. I, that's yeah. like perfect temperature for me. I do not like cold water. Do you leave out some glasses of water before you go to bed to make sure you've got your, your perfect tepid water? No, but the best kind of water is the bottle of water that I take upstairs to bed with me every mm. night. And then I'll drink it. I may drink it through the night. And if I don't, I get really excited when I wake up and it's like bubbly around the side. <laughs> and I'm like, yay, tepid. And then I'll drink that. And I love that. I love that. I don't know what it is. There you go. James has got Don't a... entice me, you. Don't entice me, <laughs> you, with that bubbly. That is my water that uh, was by my bed when I went to sleep. And I am drinking it now, to be fair. I don't, I don't want to tip it away. Don't tip it away. Don't hurt me. That's like, no, that's good water. That's like seasoned water. Don't, don't ever seasoned. tip it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bit of age to it, like a steak. Yeah. I don't like ice. Don't like icy water. And I don't mind a bit of sparkling occasionally, but it has to be tepid and it never is. Mm. So I always go for like tepid water. Sorry to disappoint you. This feels like a toffee crisp moment. No, it's interesting. We haven't had this answer before. <laughs> if you were in a restaurant, 
and they said, would you like some water, still a sparkling or tap water? What would you say to them? I always ask them to give me a glass of hot water on the side and then I kind of do my own little mixing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no one wow. is ever going to like me. <laughs> <laughs> so you, have, you ask for a cold water, a hot water and a thermometer and then you're going to do the exact right. Then I kind of do this mixy thing and I tell them don't fill it up because you can't really fill up two glasses. So mm. sometimes they don't listen. Then I'm like, can I have a Another glass, please. And they're like, oh my God, there she is, that stupid celebrity asking for three glasses of water, you know, one empty, two different temperatures. Like, can you imagine how ridiculous that sounds? But yes. But sometimes I just carry my bottle around and that's got the perfect tepid water from the mm, night before. Of course, so of I, I'm never without. What ratios we talking when you get the empty glass and you got the hot water and the cold water? What percentage of it do you fill with cold water? Are you actually interested? Yes. Yeah. We've never had someone say they, that, that they want tepid tap water before in the dream restaurant. This might be the only time we ever get to have this conversation. You know what? I'm so pleased I get to give you new and exciting content. I'm so <laughs> yeah. excited. Um, two thirds cold yes. and one third hot. Mm-hmm. And that gives you the perfect tepid. There you go. Yes. That's a recipe for you. Yeah. You can have that. Thank you. Thanks for that. <laughs> on the rare occasion I've tried to make like bread or like prove something or activate yeast, quite often the recipe says you have to have cold water and then add a certain amount of hot water to bring it to the yeah. right temperature. Is that where this comes from, this idea? Mm-hmm. I want to say it's as elaborate as that, but yeah, mostly no. I just like tepid <laughs> water. I just hate icy water. I hate, I, I, I don't like ice lollies. Like my husband loves ice lollies. Every night he probably has about five or six. I, I just don't like cold things. I don't like super, super cold stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and that might be just a, a lifetime of tonsillitis that stopped me from drinking really cold water. Yeah. And that's that's the real answer. So I don't know how we got to tonsillitis, but here we are. Did you actually have a lifetime of tonsillitis? I do. I still suffer with tonsillitis. Well, that's exactly um, why then. There we go. That's that riddle cracked. Do you think it's time to uh, get rid of the old tonsils? I don't know if you're allowed to when you're older. I'm not sure. Oh, oh what? Hold on. You, you still got them? Yeah, I still have them. But yeah, they're, every year they come back like a unwanted... Hold on a sec. Do you want me to Google now? Can you get your tonsils taken out as an adult? Yeah. Yeah, you can Google that. Why haven't I Googled it? Yeah, I was going to say. While James is Googling, I just want to backtrack a a little bit and um, ask you if your husband genuinely has five or six ice lollies a night. He does have five (laughs) or six ice lollies. So what he does is he starts off with one and then he puts the other. He has a a jug. He has a jug specific for his ice lollies and he has the other five in there and they start to defrost gently and so he says the last one is the best one because it's the perfect amount of defrost Uh, and then he like slurps away at that and I can't stand it because I hate I just don't like ice lollies but he sits there every night five or six ice lollies go on James can I have my tonsils out I think you can um but it is worse it's worse for adults having your tonsils removed that's what I heard yeah problems or bread Hobnobs oh or bread, God. Nadia Hussein. Hobnobs or bread. What? Not what? Hobnobs or bread. Hobnobs <laughs> or bread. Hobnobs or bread. Oh, I thought you said hobnobs. You scared me. You're so loud. Um. <laughs> Papadoms. Feel free to pick hobnobs if you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't even like hobnobs. They get stuck in your teeth. Really good for a cheesecake base, though. Really mm. good for a cheesecake oh, yeah. base. But yeah, papadoms for sure. Love papadoms with chutney. Oh my God. Yes. So chutney would be the dip of choice. Yeah. So mango chutney would be the dip of choice. And that really, like, bright red onion thing that they serve. Mm. Do you, I don't know what that is. 
the hot one. And you know what? I'm not going to ask. I don't want to know what it is. Please, James, do not Google it. <laughs> don't, Google that. don't. Just don't, because it's probably not good for us, and it's probably colouring our insides. But I really love that really sweet red thing mm. that's got like loads of chopped onions in. Love yeah. that with proper doms. Yeah. Don't Google it. <laughs> what do you think of the, the lime pickle? I think it's a bit too sharp, personally. Uh -huh. And they're too chunky, so you get this big bit of lime pickle in your mouth. Mm. You're like, oh, it's a bit much. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't know what I was expecting you to pick there. I thought bread might get more of a look in, maybe because obviously you're very famous for your baking and smashing bread week and stuff like that. But it was straight. Yeah. It was straight to poppadoms. Yeah, I have like I have an obsession with crisps, and my dad ran restaurants his whole life. And when I would sometimes I'd go and pick him up after my work after my shift, and he had this kind of poppadom oven that would keep them warm. And he'd say, shall I leave the poppadom oven on? And I said, yes, please. And then I'd go and I would literally sit through like, I, and, and no dips, nothing. He'd clear that all that away. So he'd never <laughs> save any of that for me. I would just sit there like a hamster, just eating my way around this poppadom in circles, yeah. in circles, like that, like that, like that, till you get- Rotated it. Yeah, rotate it as you go. And that's what I would do. So yeah, poppadoms always, it just reminds me of my dad and being at his restaurant. Used to mm. love that. I've never heard of the circle technique before because obviously normally when you sat around a plate of poppadoms, someone cracks them or you break them apart, you break off shards. But you're sat there with the poppadom, turning it round slowly and nibbling off circles until it's just a tiny little disco. Yeah, there's a way. Like everything has a way. Like Twix has a way of eating. You know, like people have ways mm. of eating Kit Kat, Twix. Well, let's get into it with poppadoms because for me, when you do the smashy thing, like you might get a big bit. I'm not a good tapas. For, I'm not a big tapas fan because I, I'm not good at sharing food. Mm -hmm. When you get like five meatballs and there's six people, who gets, I mean, that, that doesn't work. For me, that stresses me out. So I'm always the one that's like, it's okay. I don't want one. I didn't want one anyway. I'm too polite. And so mm -hmm. I go home with like FOMO. I, yeah, I'm like, I didn't get to eat that. But for me, when you have a whole poppadom, if you start nibbling and you get all the way around, you've contaminated it. Ain't nobody want your poppadom. Yeah, that's good. So it's it's essentially just like grabbing a poppadom and just licking it all over so no one else can have it. It's yeah. basically, yeah, giving your poppadom COVID so nobody yeah. else wants it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody wants your COVID-y poppadom. So you just like sure. eat all the way around and then you're like, you don't want this. How are you dipping that then? Because we've talked about the dips. Well, your dad didn't leave you with the dips, so that's why you were doing the circle. No, I never. I was never left with the dips when I was at my dad's. But now, so... come on, you you know you're an adult now. Yeah. You get to use the dips now. Are you still doing the circular technique and dipping as you go? Less so, less so. You know, when I'm like in public, yeah, for the fear of being judged, I won't do that. But yeah, no, Papa Dom's like I put the chutneys on the plate and then just go from go from there. Again, I'm like a chutney fiend as well because. You know, I like take as much as I want and then I'll be like, kids, you have the rest. Does your sister have a technique to eating a toffee crisp? Yeah. No, no. She makes it look as unappetising as she does. <laughs> like, I mean, it's pretty unappetising. It's just straight in, open it up. I mean, I wish she had a technique. It would be great if she had a technique because that would make it a little bit more interesting. It's just yeah. open it, coffee, eat, crunch, drink, done. Quite unappetising. Never want to eat a toffee crisp in my life ever again. I quite want toffee crisp now. I bet you do, now you <laughs> yeah. do, I can see it. <laughs> You're thinking about it. Your dream starter, getting to your meal proper now. These questions are really hard because mm -hmm. it's like, I yes. love everything. I was gonna like, okay, right, what am I thinking? Prawns pill pill for me. Mm. Yes. I love prawns, love seafood, grew up around eating, we grew up eating a lot of seafood. And so for me, it's something as simple as that. My mum will help me because it's not Bangladeshi, so she'd want me to like pick everything that she'd ever cook. But for me, prawns pill pill, really simple, 
garlic, tomatoes, parsley, crusty bread, just, you know, easy and simple. Because sometimes I think um, I grew up around a lot of overcooking and, and lots of spices. So it's quite nice to have something really simple. So for me, it would have to be that. So your mum mainly did Bangladeshi food growing up. So w- would she be hoping if she was listening to this episode that there is some Bangladeshi dishes in the menu there is some there's definitely some she's gonna be happy later she'll be happy a little bit later but unless she just turns off now because you said bronze pill pill she's like oh, i'm not listening yeah. to the rest of this fun i work. reckon she turned off way earlier yeah. <laughs> eggs in the ceiling yeah she was she turned off a while ago she, turned, she doesn't listen to anything i'm on she doesn't watch anything i'm on she genuinely just doesn't she doesn't care she d- doesn't care she's like a good old fashioned indian mum you know mm-hmm. like doesn't care does not give a damn about what i do often she says when are you when are you going to go back to the kids are you done yet and i'm like yeah. mum i'm not on a jolly you know this is an actual job she goes you look like you're having too much fun for it to be a job. I'm like, you know, mom, it doesn't have to suck the life out of you. Like, work doesn't have to suck joy out of your life. You know, you can actually enjoy it. She goes, I don't enjoy my work. I'm like, well, I'm happy for you, mom. It's like she's won the argument with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, probably, that's probably why nobody in our family lives past 60. Um, you know, let's be joyous, mother. But yeah, she doesn't care, doesn't give a damn about what I do. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah, she's my mum is not maternal yeah. at all. I mean, even as somebody who cooks for a living, when I take something round for her, I, I very rarely take anything round for her because she's so judgmental about everyone's cooking. She opens it and the first thing, she won't smell it. She will barely look at it. And honestly, I, you can see the disappointment in her face. She opens it and she's like, mm, <laughs> it's going to need modifying. And then she'll close it and she'll put it away. And then I'll get a call from one of my sisters saying, you know that beef thing that you made? That was delicious. I'm like, yeah, I gave that to mum. She goes, yeah, she gave it to me. <laughs> so when she says modifying, she means she's going to give it to someone else. Yeah. Either that or she will put like other things in it. She, she doesn't, she won't, she'll take the English out of it and make it Bengali. Right, great. You know, it's like if I do a stew or whatever, even if I make some bread, you know, mm. she'll find a way of putting a masala egg on it or something like that. She's like, Ooh, sounds nice. this is do English for me. So she will make it Bengali in her own special way or she'll just give it away. <laughs> yeah. Masala egg sound does sound nice. Though. Yeah, it does. Sounds quite nice. Oh, stop. Actually. Don't encourage her. Sorry. Scrape, scrape that off the ceiling. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the pill pill. Uh, is there a place that you've had it before that's the best you've ever had, the best prawns pill pill that you would have for your dream meal? Uh, we were in Spain when we had it for the first time ever. Um, and it's it's one of the things that we, when we go out with the kids and when we're on holiday with them, we try our very best to eat things that are authentic to wherever we're staying. And I mean, don't get me wrong, when they, when they were young, it was really easy just to find a McDonald's and try and feed them with a McDonald's. But, you know, my kids are quite adventurous. Like if you ask them what their favourite thing is to eat, they'll tell you cow's tongue, um, wow. tripe. They love tripe. Wow. Um, so yeah, wow. like they're quite adventurous. They're not, I mean... Honestly, I was at a friend's house a few years ago and, and, and she made salmon, baked salmon. And I kid you not, like, because the, the skin wasn't crispy. They were like, oh. Yeah, so they were, like, slightly disappointed. And, 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 and I have to teach them that they can't do stuff like that because, like, they had run the risk of being my mother 
otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, guys, you got to just eat what you're given. Like they are very adventurous. Uh, but you know, it's a conversation that they can have with lots of people when they go out. They're like, oh, have you tried this? And they love that people gurn at the thought of them having fish eyeballs and and fish heads and and things like that. But it also makes for a really fun conversation for for kids when they go out and they're like, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried that? So yeah, it makes them. They maybe they should have a podcast. I don't know. Yeah, they just sound like me, to be honest. I, I was exactly like that as a kid, and I'm like that now. I would yeah. love to have gone around as a kid saying my favourite food's tripe, like I was a little Yorkshireman from the 1930s. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you're up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mom's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So your dream main course, is that going to have some tripe in it? Some offal in it? What, what, what are we talking here? No. So for me, my main dish would have to be uh, chicken korma and rice. Like that's my go-to when I'm feeling a little bit kind yeah. of like I want something from home. Very few people cook it the way it's traditionally right. cooked. Not your kind of chicken korma that you would have at a restaurant, you know, with cashews and, and cream. And it's not that kind of korma. 
It's the kind of korma that's cooked and you cook it three days in advance and it's cooked with lots of onions, ginger and garlic and no actual powdered spices. It only has whole spices. Mm. So cardamom, cinnamon, bay leaves and a little bit of fennel. And you just literally cook that with your chicken and it always has boiled eggs in. And you cook that over the day and then you put it in the fridge and you don't eat it for three days. You just do not touch it for three days because the flavor develops after three days because you've got those whole spices in there. And it's actually the curry that we feed our kids so it's the first curry you will feed your newborn, your baby when it's like ready for weaning. So it's the first thing we feed all of our children. I like that you had to change that from newborn because <laughs> like literally newborn. I did. I, I said newborn. I had to quickly. <laughs> yeah, as if on the on the ward you <laughs> giving birth and then go get the karma. <laughs> yeah, I had to take that back really quickly. Thank you for thank you for noticing that you are displaying traits of my husband. The more and more we talk, the more and more we talk, you sound like my husband. Just leaping on something that you've said. Yeah, yeah. he would yeah, never yeah. let anything go. He yeah. would highlight everything. <laughs> that yeah. I've done wrong. But yes, don't feed your newborns korma, kids. No. I mean, your kids, I guess when your kids were newborns, knowing what their palate's like now, they probably requested to eat eat the placenta and the umbilical cord, I'd imagine. Yes, yes, yes. They came out chewing it. Yeah, we yeah. To, we yeah, had to prise it off them. Yeah. They bit up, bit, severed it themselves with their teeth. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, they did. Their dad did not cut their umbilical cord. They used their sharp teeth yeah. gums yeah. To, to sever it themselves. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Yes, don't feed your newborns korma, but that's the kind of thing that we would feed our children mm. when they're weaning. And very few people make it the traditional way. And I used to always have a go at my dad and say, like, how, do we, how come we don't serve this korma at the restaurant? And dad was like, nobody's going to want this korma. I'm like, everybody wants this korma, yeah. Dad. It's the nicest curry mm. ever. It sounds amazing. It is absolutely delicious. And they put eggs in it because back in Bangladesh when they used to cook it, meat was very scarce. You didn't eat meat very often. It was usually fish and it was a luxury. So to make the curry go a longer way, they would add eggs to it. So you've got that extra bit of protein. So, and mm. that just became traditional. And I'm so sad that they don't serve it in restaurants. So you know, if I'm mad enough to ever run a restaurant, that would be one of the first things that I would put on a menu because, my goodness, the world needs a decent chicken korma. Well, I'm going to call it now. I'm pretty sure that you will run a restaurant one day. And I'm looking forward to that being on the menu because I really want to eat that now. It is absolutely delicious. It's one of the smells that can... It's like, it's not the kind of curry smell that sticks to everything and then you're trying to Febreze everything. It's just like, it's so aromatic and it's mm. so simple. And when I cook it, which I don't cook very often because it's got loads of butter in it, maybe twice three times a year for celebrations my kids just i'm mean, honestly they become like i can get make my 15 year old smile when i cook a coma and i'm just saying that kid doesn't smile <laughs> doesn't smile when you said coma initially obviously chicken coma has got such a bad rep in terms of like the chicken coma the the one that you get in a curry house with the cashews yeah. and the cream and all of that stuff because that's the curry that someone who doesn't really like curry would go for right yeah, it's the kind of, I think it's it's kind of almost, it's misunderstood. Mm -hmm. It's it's misunderstood. And I think people have this, because there's, um, there are so many Indian restaurants run by Bengali people and they have these menus that are tailored to the Western palate. And it just upsets me because it's like, give them what we're eating. Because I kid you not, you'll do so much better. You're not even going to need to sell alcohol. That's how well you'll do. You know, people are going to want to eat this. My dad would not put it on the menu. And I'd have a go at him and say, Dad, you've got to put this on the menu. And he was like, absolutely, no way. Nobody's going to ever eat this. And then I put it in my first cookbook. And Dad's like, you actually went and did it. <laughs> and I was like, 
yeah, I did. I mean, I haven't got a restaurant, but I did put it in the book, and I think it's a recipe that we should share. And he said, yeah, no one's going to really buy your book. So I was like, oh, good. thanks, Dad. Did people buy it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Did all right, did it? Yes, they did, yeah. I'm going to buy it for that recipe. Yeah. I I'm definitely shifted a few more copies. Yeah. Now. Still paying the mortgage, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When you make it, I imagine there's those few days where you've got it in the fridge and you're waiting to eat it. How do you feel on those few days yeah, where you've already made the curry and then you've got the days building up to when you eat the curry? How, how are you feeling? How often are you thinking about the curry? Well, every time I go in, you can like spell, you can smell it. So every time I go into the fridge, I'm like, oh goodness, you can, you know, it's there. But we have like, I put it in the diary. So the kids wait, they look in our family diary and they're like, ooh, it's karma today. So they get very excited. And there's like a little countdown leading up to it. But in my house, because work is cooking and cooking for home are two very different things. And so I have post-it notes and the pink post-it notes are don't eat and everything else you can eat. If it doesn't have a Uh post-it note on it, you can eat it Uh, because we've had disasters where I've cooked something and I need to photograph it or I need to do something with it or it's a recipe for somewhere where I'm traveling to and um, the kids have eaten it. And then I'm stuck. And so I'm like, post-it note, don't eat it. And I put the post-it note on the korma so they don't even look at it. But they know. They're like, that's not for work. You liar. Yeah, they've seen it in the diary. You're a liar. So Yeah, they know. They know. You are a liar. That is not for work. And I'm like, yes, it is. And they're like, no, it's not. But if it's on there, they know it's like, you can't. You cannot touch anything with a pink post-it note. So anything with a post-it note, you are not allowed to touch. But for your husband, everything's a pink post-it note, right? He's not allowed to touch any of it. He can't. No, we no. He can't really. If it requires any preparation, he can't touch it. Um, <laughs> it's not allowed. Yeah. That's why he's eating so many ice lollies because you can't get the post-its to stick on those. They're too yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it's the only thing he can. <laughs> yeah. Constant brain freeze. <laughs> Yeah, it's the only thing he can eat. It's the only, yeah. it's probably because he's starving. Because like when I'm not around and I can't cook for him, he's like, "All right, well, I'll just have ice lollies then." The dream side. Okay, now you guys may laugh hard, but for me, there are two things in the world that you have to get right, mm. and that's brownies and chips. Like, yeah. very few people do them well. Oh, yeah. And for me, whenever I go somewhere, first thing I look at is the chips. I'm like, do they have chips on the menu? And I know that sounds like such a British thing to do. It's like, go anywhere and look for the chips, omelette and mm-hmm. chips. But I do, I look for the chips. And and like, I base going to a restaurant on how good their chips are. Mm-hmm. If the chips are rubbish, we're not going back. I don't care if everything else tastes good. <laughs> I am not going back if the chips are rubbish. I'm just yeah. not. And for me, it's the chips and a couple of years ago, I went to Yo Sushi with my kids, which can I just say, sounds great to have like um, a belt of food going around. And the kids think it's really exciting to take these little plates, these yeah. colored plates mm-hmm. off the belt. But heck, when you get that bill afterwards, you're like, those purple plates are so expensive. My kids had no idea what I was talking about. I was like, oh my goodness, those purple plates are so expensive. Your kids leave the pink plates alone, I imagine. That's not yeah, they leave the, they leave, yeah, they, they leave the pink plates. It's always the purple plates. And, I'm, and I am that parent. I'm like, did you get that plate? You better finish what's on that plate. Yeah. You know, we're paying for what's on that plate. Yeah. Finish what's on that plate. Take the plate with you. But Yo Sushi do the most amazing furukake fries. 
honestly, I kid you not, they're these really thin chips and they're tossed in. So I really wanted to recreate this recipe because they wouldn't tell me what was in it. So I said, what's in this? <laughs> so I ate it, had my little portion. And I was like, okay, we're going to get some more of these. Um, and I, we went back. It was a very expensive week, but we went back four times that week. <laughs> because I, So I really wanted to learn how to make furukake fries. And they are these crispy, thin fries that are tossed in something slightly salty, slightly sweet. And then dusted with seaweed and sesame seeds and then uh, bonito flakes, so like tuna flakes mm. on top. And I was like, I have to work this out. So I went back uh, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and on a Saturday. And wow. I was like, I don't care what plates you get. Can I have the fries, please? And can you get me three? So I sat through and I was literally trying to decipher what was, I said, could you please, why don't you just tell me what's in them? No, we can't tell you what's in them. <laughs> and so I went back five days and thank God I sell books because that was an expensive week. And <laughs> and I was writing it down. I was like, okay, I think it's this. I think it's that. And I went home on the Sunday and the following week, I spent the entire week trying to make them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got it. You got it. You got and it. I got it. Yes. It's crispy potatoes. Like you fry your potatoes till they're really crispy. And then you, it, it's like a mixture of fish sauce, soy sauce and honey. And then you kind of toss your fries in that very quickly to keep them crisp. And then you, like sprinkle them with a mixture of garlic, nori, sesame seeds, and then some tuna flakes if you have them. But I got that recipe down to a tea. Amazing. And I kid you not, that was the most exciting week of my life. It was so exciting. It's almost like corp- corporate espionage. Are you going in there yeah. constantly asking what, what's in there and they're like we're not going to tell you so you just go there and keep uh, you turning it with a test tube by the last day dropping a fry in there and taking it home and i thought i'd get kicked out on the thursday yeah she's back again i did there was a look oh my gosh she's back again Why she yeah back again? well i'm surprised you went back to the same one every time it's a chain so you could have gone to a few different yo sushis like a different one each day see if that's you know that that team who works at this yo sushi are a bit more you know loose-lipped than the other ones maybe but you went to the same one every day. Same one every single day. And that's probably why I'm not allowed back in. I don't know. <laughs> and I couldn't sleep at night. I'll Genuinely, when I can't get something, I really struggle to sleep. But for me, it's chips. If you can cook a chip really well, you've got it down. So your dream side is these ones from Yo Sushi? Is it the Yo Sushi ones or is it your version of the Yo Sushi ones? I mean, I'm going to say that my ones are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a week to get that recipe down and I, I involved the kids. I was like, guys, taste that batch, taste that batch, taste which one's better. And so I did it. And then, of course, like all good recipes, I put it in a cookbook because I was like, the world needs this. But it can be, you know, it can it could be simple with salt and vinegar, but you can do something like furukake, which is just the best chip Go get yourself some furukake fries. I'd imagine that's why Yosu, she didn't want to tell you what was in them because you were just going to put it straight in your cookbook. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I enjoyed the challenge, I've got to say. You know when they yeah. said they're not going to let me have it? Yeah. And for me, it's like a rag to a bull. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah no problem. Don't you worry. Don't <laughs> you worry. And I went away and I and, and I beavered away till I got something that I was happy with. And I think that's the joy of writing recipes. But also for me, the joy of writing recipes is that I get to share them. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not a selfish thing. You know, like for me, when, I, when there's something that I love and I enjoy, I love sharing that with people. I don't keep anything to myself because... Because what's the point? Because there are people out there like me who take so much joy in cooking and being in the kitchen, like cooking something delicious, whether you're eating it for yourself or sharing it, is is a joyful thing. So whenever I get that recipe down and I really love it, it's straight in a book, straight away, go straight into a book. Your dream drink. I mean, I, I, I actually talked 
about drinks. Normally, a drink would come up a bit earlier, maybe or something. But you, you were yeah. But we there was there was the tepid water, water conversation, yeah, course, which was yeah, great. Sure. I think I think everyone would be riveted. <laughs> By our tepid water conversation. You'd be very surprised. I, I saw you second-guessing <laughs> yourself when we were talking about the ratios of cold to warm water, but that's very much the pocket within which this podcast sits. It's that yeah. sort of chat that people really love about this podcast. Okay. So I don't drink alcohol. Uh, I've never drank, and I don't drink for religious reasons. But also I have also seen people who are intoxicated. It doesn't look like fun. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. I, so. I mean, I think there are yeah. the merry drunks yeah. who are quite happy, but then there are also the kind of vomity drunks. Yes. Who are not. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't, like, appeal to me. Like, it's not something that I've ever do. Although one no. drunk person did once throw a shoe at me. Oh, God. A stiletto. Wow. And that sealed oh, it for me. It's like, never. No, yeah. no, no, thank you. Thank you, God, for saving me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say you're probably right. I mean, the, the thing is, like, I like the taste of alcohol. So, like, that's always the... The tricky thing is that I probably couldn't give it up completely because I do like just having one drink and having something that tastes really delicious. But I didn't drink until I was like mid to late 20s. I started like drinking to get drunk with my friends and I didn't right. do it for ages. And before that, I was just the, the sober one in my friendship group looking at them going, I mean, I, I cannot see any appeal in this. Yeah. You were the designated driver. Yeah, well, kind of. Well, I mean, that, that, yeah. we can't I, get into that. He's crashed a lot of cars now, dear. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sober, well, sober. Sober. Anyway, what's your drink, drink? Let's get on to that. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. My favourite drink would have to be like a mock... I love a mocktail when I'm mm-hmm. out and about. I love a mocktail. So for me, it's apple and lime mint mojito. Like, that's oh, my nice. favourite. Yes! I love a virgin mojito. Yeah, do and you? And every time I order one, my friend, he always makes fun of me and then he calls me virgin mojito all night and he laughs and he goes, virgin mojito, at me all <laughs> evening. And I, I, I don't approve of it. It's a good nickname. And the other day, we, a bunch of us went out for a meal and I ordered a virgin mojito and he was all laughing. He had ordered his drink. Yeah. Then it was me, virgin mojito. Yeah. And then the next three people were like, actually, that sounds delicious. And they all copied me, and then he wasn't laughing after that because we were all drinking our virgin mojitos, and it was delicious. Love a virgin mojito. Yeah, that's one of my favourite drinks to drink. But everyone's doing them now. Like, everyone does mocktails now, but mm. they're not always very well. Uh, and we went out a couple of weeks ago, and we ordered a mocktail, uh, a mojito, and my husband was infuriated because he said, I swear I drank this squash at home, but I didn't pay nine pounds for it. Um, <laughs> it was basically like apple juice and then like lemonade on top. And that right. was it. And, and there was like a dry bit of orange that looks like it came off last year's Christmas tree dunked in the middle. And he said, I, I kid you not, I had this at home. So he was really angry. And I said, send it back then. Because I can't, I wouldn't send it back. I just, I, I just drink it. I just, I, I'm not a complainer. You know, when they come and say, is the meal okay? I'm like, fantastic. I love it. Thank you. I can't complain. So yeah. Yeah, he sent it back. He was like, I'm not, I'm not paying for this because it's it's squash. Um <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I did not pay nine pounds for squash. I can get that for free at home. Thank you very much. And he got his money back. And I was like, mm. you know, like, and then and then people recognize you, and then you got your whingy husband with you, and you're like, oh no. So he's like, I don't care. I don't care who you are, I will get my money's worth. I was like, okay. Okay, you do that. I don't that. care who you are. Yeah, I get that all the time. I don't care who you are. Um, I am going to get my money's worth. So he went and he had it changed and he basically got the same thing, but with extra mint. Yeah, lovely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we be calling it a no-hito? Is that a better name for it? I feel like mm-hmm. that it's sat right there. Yes. 
as a name, yes. and I feel like no hito is a better way to go. How do we how feel about no one, it? How has no one thought mm. of that? Right? Yeah, that's that's a lovely play on words. It's like okay. a bit like a no secco. Is that an alcohol-free prosecco? Yeah, that's an alcohol-free well, prosecco. It should yeah. be a no hito. I like that. Why don't you put it in your book? Maybe I will. Be careful what you tell me. I might put something in a book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not telling you my recipe for chorizo broccoli pasta. Otherwise, that will end up in your book. <laughs> okay, we can, we, can, we can hold off on that one. Don't you worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will not know that. With a virgin mojito, I love it. No hito. But it is gone in two seconds. It's because they put too much ice in. Yeah, too much ice. So I'm like, sip, sip. Gone. gone, and then I'm like, I wanted a massive fishbowl of this. I, 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 like, this is not enough. It's never enough. It's too much ice, and you know me, I like tepid yeah. drinks, so I have no ice. Of so course. my drink lasts longer. Yes, always say no ice. But then, like a mojito with no ice sounds disgusting. Yeah, you need that crushed ice, right? A little bit, just a tiny little mm. bit, so I get my money's worth. Because yeah, so having a mojito with no ice, it 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 just looks like. Like, you know when you clean the fish tank and you've got bits of, yeah, it looks a bit fish tank watery. Right, and, yeah. Um, yeah, so a little bit of ice, that, that's when, yeah, but you're right. You know when it's full of ice, you kind of go sip, sip, and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, and it's delicious, and then I'm really sad, and I'm like, I feel a bit angry. I feel a bit like your husband. I'm not getting my money's worth here. Yeah. I would rather yeah. they brought over a massive glass that's humongous yeah. that means that I get the same amount of mo- mojito, or no hito, that I yeah. would in a glass with no ice. Mm. But I want that in a bigger glass with ice. Well, I say one thing for booze. You really care less about how quickly it's gone if there's booze in there. That's what I was going to say. I was Because I think you need a mojito with some alcohol in yeah. and you complain less. <laughs> yeah, should be drinking more. Just one, two, three, big sips, all gone. Pop my shoe off, throw it across the bar. Yeah. <laughs> we arrive at your dream dessert. Very yes. exciting. Uh, obviously, people know that you cook all sorts of things, but a Bake Off champ, everyone's quite excited about what the dessert's going to be. What what are we talking? Um, if I told you that I don't eat loads of cake, which I often tell lots of people, and they're like, oh. you what? You don't, you don't eat cake? <laughs> I do eat cake. I taste cake. I've been married for 17 years, and my husband hasn't ever seen me eat a whole slice of cake yet because I what? just... I be, it's a bit like, you know, when you cook all day and you just lose your appetite. So yeah. I bake all day, and I don't necessarily want to eat cake you, honestly give me a grab bag ready salted pack of crisps i'll eat that but if i was going to pick my dream dessert it would be every day every day it would be creme brulee oh yeah yeah oh it's my favorite thing to make it's my favorite thing to eat it's simple it's delicious just like silky set custard baked gently and like really simple vanilla and then that brulee top for me it's that snap 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 of that mm-hmm. crunch oh love it that's my favorite dessert ever 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 so we are just talking yeah the standard vanilla no it's because there's different flavors of creme brulee that you get out oh, there sometimes yeah. how do you feel about those yeah i mean like if you're mucking around with flavors why not try lots of different things i've made uh creme brulee with earl grey so i've made it with oh, earl nice. grey tea which is delicious um i've made it with orange but for me, it's the simplicity of vanilla. But, you know, when you get the little vanilla beans running through it, it's just so mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of thing that I will make because if I've got people coming around, I'll have it made and baked and ready in the fridge just to kind of torch the top. And I always serve tiny little kind of thin shortbread with it because mm. you've got to have a little bit of carb action. You know, you've got to have a little bit of something to hold that brulee. So, you know, you eat it, but then you also kind of like dip a bit of shortbread in there as well. It's just like, oh, delicious. Orange shortbread, vanilla creme brulee, crispy top, 
couple of raspberries, just simple mm. and delicious. Yes, a couple of raspberries, yes. I love the little knock-knock on the top. Yeah, it's just, isn't <laughs> you it? You feel like a policeman, you know, when they knock first and then and then they ram down the door. Yeah. Knock, 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 <laughs> open the door, police. We're coming in. <laughs> and then you're straight in. Oh, the <laughs> little five-year-old in you. I just saw yeah, the yeah. five-year-old in you. <laughs> yeah, so they'd open the door, police, and then smash it in his creme brulee. We've got a warrant. <laughs> yeah. We found it, Gov. We found all the, the creme. All the vanilla. That's nice, Ed. Yeah. Um, I got excited there at the um, the raspberries. I, I yeah. hadn't even thought of that. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Creme brulee is, the custard itself isn't super sweet, but you've got that crunchy sugar on top, which is quite sweet. And then if you have it with shortbread, again, sweet. But, you know, having something sharp, some fruit, usually helps to kind of balance it. And that's what I love about dessert is that that balance of salty, sweet, and and getting that right. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, it, creme brulee every single day. But, you know, if you ask my husband, cake, like for yeah, us, sure. it's always, it, we always have cake in the house and he runs seven miles every day so he can eat cake so oh, well wow. yeah i don't run to eat creme brulee i simply make it and eat it but again though <laughs> there's a pattern form in here in, in the last leg of your um menu because i always find with creme brulee there's never enough I, that's why yeah. I, I, I never really order it because it's in a ramekin right yeah don't really order it in restaurants even though i love it because i'm like it's gonna be like, like so small and shallow and i'm gonna be done in a few bites and i, I, I want to go for much longer See, this is why I bake it myself, because then I can have one and then say, oh, I fancy another. But I have gone to restaurants in the past and they take the dessert menu away from me, which I find absolutely infuriating because I turn up and they will just take the dessert menu. And if I ask for the dessert menu, they're like, are you sure you want dessert? And, And they get really nervous. And I hate that because as much as I love baking... And cooking. When I'm at a restaurant, I just want to eat what I want to eat, you know? They don't have to be an expert, you know? And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not the kind of person who gives food back. I'll eat it with a smile and be like, yay! Yeah. You know, like, I will pretend all the way through. I will not say a thing. It's your husband they want to worry about. That's exactly it. They want to take the menu off him. Yeah. He's the one who will complain. I can't take it off him. He'll chase me. Months yeah, he will. He will. Um, but dessert menu, like, they take the dessert menu away. I'm like, no, 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 bring it back. But creme brulee, you're right. It, it just it ends all too quickly, but all good things have to come to an end. Well, maybe we should try making a creme brulee in the 4.5-litre cast iron casserole dish from Nadia Hussain, ex-prestige. Nice. That was good. Imagine a big old bucket of creme brulee. Oh, my goodness. Although there is a ratio thing, right? You can have too much creme per brulee. You'd almost need layers of the sugar going down. Yeah, but you you couldn't do that because it would melt. It would melt, yeah. But that's why they're shallow because with every spoonful, you want enough of that creme and the brulee on top. It's like a perfect mouthful. So, like I said, you know, all good things have to come to an end. And, you know, creme brulee is one of those things. Like, you can have a little bit, but you can savour it and enjoy it. And you don't have to have a whole cast iron full, even though it was a great segue to my range. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, I mean, if you did do a whole cast iron dish full of creme brulee and the brulee was really thick on top, then you might have to actually have a police battering ram in order to get into it. Okay, I'm I'm back on board. I'm back on board. I think you're doing (laughs) it. And great dentist cover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to read your menu back to you now and see how you feel about it. Okay. Water, you would like tepid still water. Poppadoms of bread, you said poppadoms of mango chutney and the bright red onion thing. Starter, prawns pill pill with crusty bread. Mm. Main course, traditional chicken korma and rice. Side dish, yo sushi, furikake fries. Drink, apple, lime and mint, no hito. 
Dessert, creme brulee with orange shortbread and raspberries. Delicious. Feel pretty good? Sounds good. Does sound very good. I mean... I'm very on board with that menu. Yeah, it sounds like you have to travel a little bit because I, I reckon you can get any of that under one roof. Uh-huh. <laughs> one of the best ones we've had, I'd say. Yeah, that's a very, very good menu. And I'm going to seek out that uh, korma recipe and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go. Amazing. <laughs> I'm going to give it a go as well, Ed. Excellent. And we, we can both compare kormas. Also, I'm going to go into Yo Sushi for probably the... F- third time in my life and uh, <laughs> but I'm going to get those fries because they sound great normally I don't go in your sushi it's a very stressful experience not knowing how much it all is and, and it's all going round on the belt and uh, I just I just get too stressed out also, I think we should encourage all our listeners uh, to go to Yosushi, order the furikake fries, and while you're eating it, say to the staff, just tell me what's in them. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia, thank you so much for coming to the Dream Restaurants. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Nadia. Well, there we are. What a great, what a great menu, James. What a great Delicious. chat. What a great person. Yeah, absolutely love chatting to Nadia. And just the that chicken korma, I, that oh, sounds so good. I, I, I want the korma and I want the fries. Yeah. ASAP. Stat. And you know how I'm going to cook them? I'm mm-hmm. going to cook them with Nadia X Prestige, or Nadia by Prestige, cookware and bakeware range, yes. which will be available from March 14th to buy in stores and online at John Lewis, and from Prestige's website from March the 14th. So that twice. That is good news. Yes. I'm excited about that. I think uh, I'd like to see people's photos of the korma. Yeah, the korma shots. I want to see your korma shots, James. Are you going to make it? I am going to try and make it, yeah. I'm going to um, hunt down uh, Nadia's recipe for it, and then I'm going to try and make it at home because I think it sounds great. And um, I, I'm actually I'm looking forward to eating it, but I'm also looking forward to the period of time when I'm waiting to eat it when yeah. it's in the fridge. I think it's a good test, isn't it? It's a good test to see if you can handle it. Yeah, looking forward to looking forward to it. I think every day you'll be opening that fridge and you'll be yep. dipping your little finger in there. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't dip my finger in it. You will. But you I will, will. I will open, open it the and fridge, have a look. You, you'll get up in the night and you'll be so excited. <laughs> you have to be so quiet like a little mouse. And your girlfriend will be like, oh, my God, we've got a burglar. Where's James? She'll go into the kitchen and you'll be sat on the floor with the corner open. You'll be dipping your little fingers and toes in there. No, I won't dip my toes in it and I won't dip my fingers in it. But I wouldn't be surprised if I pop a whole leg in my mouth. <laughs> that will be very tempting. Yeah. Just to eat the corma egg. That Straight would be very in. tempting. Oh, that'd be a lovely breakfast. And Nadia didn't say matcha. Thank you for not saying matcha. Matcha, matcha, matcha man. man. Ding dong, ding dong. And it was matcha beer, so we got that wrong, but it was worth it for the song, I think. Matcha, matcha, matcha beer. Fans of spell, don't drink matcha beer. <laughs> Uh, right, don't forget to come see me on tour. Show's called Electric, edgamble.co.uk for tickets. Don't forget to pre-order James's book. Can you pre-order? Pre-order, yes. I don't know where. Everywhere. But you just Google James A. Castle's Guide to Quit in Social Media book pre-order. Yeah, search That'll it on, so- on social media. So don't, <laughs> yeah. quit, don't quit social media before you get the book. Wait until no. you get the book and then yeah. you'll find out why you've got to quit social media. Don't forget to use the hashtag. Hashtag James A. Castle's Guide to Quit in Social Media, being the best you you can be and curing yourself of loneliness, volume one. Hashtag book. Bye! Sayonara! Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, 
will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's perfect brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs>